Who's that? It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Oh, hi. Come on in. Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Schiavone & Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The real estate deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton, with the real estate deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx. The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarny's Public House Studios at Ryder University, you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. Located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. There you'll find more information about every show of the real estate deal. Um, you also find more about real estate happenings, not only for me, but also for uh, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates as well. You can also email us directly, realestatedeal at rider.edu. That's realestatedeal at rider.edu. And happy to hear any questions, concerns, comments about the show. Um, also happy to answer any real estate questions that uh, you may have as well. And of course, uh, would love to hear from you and your thoughts on the show. If you have any ideas for topics that you would like to hear on the show as well, uh, I'd be happy to put that together for you. Um, have your own very personal show that I'm sure other listeners would enjoy as well. As a reminder, you can always listen to Encore episodes and every episode of uh, The Real Estate Deal ever done on 1077thebronc.com. Just go to the Real Estate Deal page and check out the audio archives. So, new show today, um, and it has been cold this week. Very cold it started to be. Um, even frost on the ground. Um, actually, I know somebody that moved here from California um, just a few months ago and they were so excited to see the frost on the ground. They thought it was snow. They said they saw snow, they saw snow, but actually it's frost. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, your heater and taking care of that. So many of us, if not already probably put the heat on, um, just recently in the last two weeks or so. Um, I know we kicked it on. Definitely. We have a baseboard heat. Um, everything came on and I don't know if I talked about this on the show, I actually, um, had put the heat on probably a couple of weeks ago. We had like a really cold day out of nowhere and put the heat on and had a leak in my baseboard heat. So if you guys are not familiar with baseboard heat, it is powered, um, by water. So it's pipes that run along the baseboard of your rooms in your house and they run on a loop. So there's a furnace in the basement, in my case, and the furnace circulates the water. As the water passes through the furnace, it heats up, and then the, the heated water passes through the loop of the pipes um, from the basement up into 
the different rooms and depending on the size of the house, how many rooms, uh, there's different sets and different loops and runs uh, that control it. And, you know, it's very efficient, I think, um, and I like it a lot. And the other thing is that through those different loops and everything, you can have different zones within the heat, uh, which I have three zones in my house, um, which makes it easy to, you know, turn one off and have heat where you are, uh, which helps to control your energy consumption. Um, the only thing that's difficult about it is uh, designing around it because you can't put anything really up against the wall wherever you had to have the baseboard heat at um, because it keeps it out from the wall a little bit. And you shouldn't really be blocking it either. Um, so anyway, my heat leaked and basically what happened is there's, since there's water passing through, there's like these little um, bleeder valves throughout um, in some places that allow air to escape um, through through the pipes um, as it gets stuck in there. And basically the bleeder valve um, had just uh, gone bad over time. And there's like a little gasket in there and the gasket went bad. And the water basically was just dripping out of the pipe in my dining room and then down into my basement. So, so when I turned it on, you know, it sounded like something Something was weird, something sounded different, and couldn't really figure out from where. Looked downstairs around the furnace, no issues, anything like that. Um, so went about the day, and then later on discovered that it was in the corner of the dining room, and the floor was all wet, and underneath the basement was all wet. So big mess, little fix, just had to check the um, little valve and replace it, have somebody come replacement. Um, but I bring that up because, you know, I want to make sure that you know, as you turn your heat on, it hasn't been on for a couple months, that you make sure you check your system and make sure everything is in working condition and everything is where it's supposed to be. Um, because you definitely want to do that before it gets crazy cold uh, and you end up stuck without heat for whatever reason because it may break down or something like that. Uh, you also want to definitely take the time to look and see where there's any potential uh, energy efficiency improvements uh, possible in your house. Um, so at this time, you know, you can look at adding weather stripping to your windows, maybe upgrading your windows, um, looking around your doors to see, are there any points uh, where there can be a draft or hot air can escape? Um, all those different things can definitely help you to improve the efficiency and uh, the energy consumption in your house and definitely can help with resale as well. Um, because if you have more efficient house and you obviously you have lower bills, then that's something that you could definitely market uh, to potential buyers when you go to sell your house. So definitely make sure that you're checking it and staying up with it. And you know, if you have like uh, forced air or anything like that, make sure filters, you change those, um, all those different types of things. And you know, it's very, very important to make sure that you check on those ones that are maybe not able to check themselves. So if you have elderly relatives or anything of that nature, you know somebody that's your neighbor, you know, make sure that they're good in the heat as well because you don't want to see them get uh, stuck without heat. Um, same thing goes for air conditioning as well um, when it's hot out, but it's just not too hot out right now. Uh, so also this past weekend was, uh, for all the rider listeners, was our homecoming weekend um, for alumni. I was here. Um, so really was a good time, um, good event at the tailgate. And I went to the basketball game 
as well and also went to the diversity and inclusion information session which was um really really interesting that was something that they didn't really have when i was here so it's good to see the university making progress in that area and i'll actually be putting in a diversity and inclusion uh center where i am sitting and speaking on the microphone right now the radio station i think is going to move to fine arts um, closer to some of the tv studios and stuff uh, which I think makes sense. And then um, Diversity and Inclusion Center will be in its place. So really interesting stuff happening uh, here at Ryder. And if you're an alumni listening, I definitely suggest you take a trip back because there's a lot of different changes um, that I think you would be really surprised at. Uh, so last week we had talked about, in the beginning of the show, uh, mortgage rates and how mortgage rates actually jumped up a bit and they jumped up again this past week so uh last week they were up um 0.6 percent uh 30 year mortgage rates that is and this past week as of friday uh 30 year was up to 3.78 percent which is average Uh, it's up another 0.6 percent uh so really you know you got to look and see if you can buy now take advantage of the low interest rate because 3.78%, I mean, that's still, that's still low. Um, but at some point, you know, it's not going to be there. It's going to be back at 4%. It's going to be back at 5%. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, you can't really say. So you want to definitely take a look, see if you can take advantage of that low interest rate. Um, you know, if you're in a good financial standing, good credit score, all that things, you can get the best interest rate that's out there. Um, and you want to definitely go for that. And that's going to save you so much money over time um, that it's something that I think you don't really realize when you're thinking about paying for your mortgage. But you have to realize that that interest payment is on top of what you're actually paying for the house. So, you know, you want to pay as little interest as possible because you're not necessarily going to get that interest back when you go to sell the house. And hopefully... I hope you do, um, but you know, over time, it's just gonna be more and more money that you're spending that's not really going towards the ownership of your house. So when it's low, you wanna take advantage and see if you can um, get in at that low interest rate. And you know, if you're curious if now is the right time to buy, um, you can definitely reach out to me. Uh, just email realestatedeal at rider.edu and we can take a look and get you hooked up with a mortgage broker like Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And he can talk to you about your uh, options and what you can do. Um, So last week, we also talked about haunted houses, of course, for Halloween. Talked about short-term rental growth with things like Airbnb um, and how it's really uh, kind of exploding and becoming a popular investment um, for people uh, looking to invest in real estate. Um, And then we also talked about new home prices dropping. Uh, which is a really, really good thing because that means that, you know, now first time home buyers are going to have more of a shot at some, uh, new homes, uh, and other people as well, of course, because it's more affordable, affordable. Um, and it definitely helped the demands, uh, and supply issues that we have, um, kind of alleviate those a little bit. So hopefully that keeps continuing in that direction. Um, and there's a healthy mix of different price ranges out there for people to choose from. 
So we're going to jump into our first break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriter, Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group and Coldwell Banker, Shivoni and Associates. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and The Real Estate Deal. 107.7 The Bronx. 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live from the Clarney's Public House Studios at Ryder University, and you are listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. As a reminder, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Uh, there you'll find more information about today's topics on the show and previous topics on previous shows as well. You can also email the show realestatedeal at rider.edu. That's realestatedeal at rider.edu. And be happy to answer any questions you might have, whether it's about the show or about real estate. Uh, also happy to uh, you know hear about any of your real estate experiences as well. So definitely reach out um, and let me know what you think about the show and let me know where you're at in terms of uh, maybe a real estate transaction that you're dealing with right now. Uh, so we're just talking a little bit about um, new home prices actually. I'm talking about affordability. Um, but I wanted to highlight this story, uh, which you might have seen in the news, um, but pretty interesting. Um, not something necessarily we'll typically talk about, um, but in, when we talk about affordability, um, there's definitely in some areas, if not all over the place, um, there's affordability issues with housing and there's definitely... I would say in some areas, especially with the area that I'm about to talk about, I guess in California, is there's almost like a housing crisis where basically homes have been priced so high because the market has driven them so high. And we look at areas like San Francisco um, and Silicon Valley, Valley, those types of areas where the market has just gone crazy, exploded. It's been, I think, like the top growth market for many years now um and but what's happening because of that is there's becoming less and less homes that are affordable for people um first-time home buyers millennials um just people in general to be able to afford um and to live in and so it's become a real issue um to the point where there's like a lot of a lot of millennials that actually are thinking about not just leaving San Francisco area, but leaving California altogether because it's becoming an issue in more than just that area. Um, and it's kind of spreading because you have to think about as certain areas, like you can compare it um, for us that are local to New Jersey, you can compare it to like New York City. So New York City got super expensive. Now all of a sudden Hoboken is there, it's close to New York City. So people are moving there because it's more affordable. Hoboken got way too expensive. Now Jersey City, Jersey City getting expensive. Now West New York or Weehawken, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, just keep kind of expanding that circle from the main epicenter, right? 
So same thing, kind of thing that's happening in that area. And a lot of it, of course, is because of the money that's basically come into that area from all the tech companies being there in Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley. Um, and basically, you know, bringing tons of money in there, um, having a lot of people that have high incomes that can afford um, to buy these higher priced homes and more expensive homes. Um, but at the same time, you know, not thinking about the people that can't, right? So there's still people there that are not, you know, making tons of money at tech companies. Um, so what's really interesting now, I guess, is that um, these tech companies are recognizing this issue and this crisis, uh, which I think is really commendable of them. Um, and they are committing to help with the affordable housing issues that are in their areas and where they operate in those areas. Um, especially in this San Francisco area, Silicon Valley area, the Bay area, as people call it. Um, so what they're doing is they're donating money, they're donating land. Um, so Apple is a big one. Facebook has already um, Airbnb also and Microsoft, but Microsoft I think is doing it in the Seattle area where they're based, of course. Um, but what they're doing is, you know, they're helping to donate money so affordable housing can be built. Um, they're actually donating land as well from their own land. So like Apple is donating part of their land that they have there to put affordable housing on, um, which I think is really interesting because you know, if you guys are not familiar, Apple um, built this like crazy headquarters there um, with like all these woods and walking trails. And it's just like uh, insane, like a little city. Um, but it's interesting to see because now, you know, they're going to put this affordable housing close by them. Um, so does that, I guess the question, you know, does that open up opportunity for, you know, people who are moving into that affordable housing to now also maybe work for Apple too. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but they're also trying to establish a first time home buyer fund as well, um, which is a huge thing. And, you know, it's definitely should help with the affordability issues um, and should help with hopefully reduce homelessness and also increase quality of life. Because, you know, if you think about, if you think about where you're living somewhere like in the area, New Jersey, area and you think about you know how much your payment is or your rent is that type of thing um you know it's high because we're in new jersey but then you think about you know that space that you have in a place like san francisco or new york city uh for a closer comparison you think about what you can get for that type of money your quality of life can definitely decrease because you smaller space, tighter space with your family um, or whatever your living situation is. Um, so having more affordable housing can definitely increase your quality of life because you can actually not, you know, basically go broke on rent every month um, just trying to get by. Um, you have more money to live um, and live more comfortably, um, which is definitely good for all those different types of things. So. You know, when I was thinking about this, I'm kind of curious. And if you have any thoughts on this, email me at realestatedeal at rider.edu. Uh, it's realestatedeal at rider.edu. 
but you know we look at in our area as well so you know some of the towns uh housing affordability has become an issue too and you know we see it happening here as well if you look at some place like you know robbinsville like robbinsville has gotten very expensive um and then hamilton also is getting expensive too so people keep moving like further south but you see the same concept where you know one place gets more expensive and then you know people start to uh spread out and move further and the next place gets to uh gets more expensive and so on and so on um but if you look at an area like these places and you know there's rules in place for uh, affordable housing like for every so many developed um houses i think they have to allot a certain number of affordable housing uh affordable housing units depending on the municipality um but I'm curious like on your thoughts as to what you think could really help if something like this happened in our area do you think it would help um with affordable housing issues with quality of life and also with uh, homelessness issues as well obviously you know right down the road from rider is trenton and you know we have a lot of issues in trenton with vacant properties and homelessness as well um so you know do you think that some type of investment from a company like this would help to reduce that um and increase the quality of life as well because we have a lot of big companies in the area too and i'm curious you know how how could something like that um help out and you know we had uh, somebody from Isles on the show previously, and Isles is you know a big nonprofit in Trenton that helps to you know increase quality of life in Trenton and make homes more livable um, and also more affordable as well through different programs. So if you're not familiar with them, definitely check them out. It's Isles I S L E S. Um, but and we have a show on that too. Uh, I forget the name of the show. Um, but we'll post it on the Facebook um, as well. Um, and you can find that on the Real Estate Deal Facebook. Just search the Real Estate Deal on Facebook.com. Um, but, you know, I think that something like that could really benefit our area and make us more of a mm, place where people want to come and live and stay to work as well because there's a lot of people in our area, I think, that commute. I mean, there's a lot of businesses in our area too, um, but I think that could help out um a lot of people if we had some type of company come in and invest that type of money um so i'm curious what you think about that so email me real estate deal at rider.edu um and other than that then we're gonna head into our next break and we're gonna hear from our underwriters brad zerby of gateway mortgage group and coldwell banker shivoni and associates and then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 the bronc and 1077 there's no place like home total we're home so click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways kevin lawton and the real estate deal 1077 the bronc 1077 Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live from the Clarence Public House Studios at Rider University, and you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I am your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com 
slash Kevin Lawton, CBSA. You can also connect with The Real Estate Deal on Facebook. Just search for The Real Estate Deal and check out the page for everything about the show. Uh, we post when the show is coming up and we also post Throwback Thursdays on there of different shows. And you can also check out some uh, previous shows on there that uh, I will reference from time to time on newer shows. Um, and of course, if you want to just listen to any show that you choose ever, uh, you can go to 1077thebronc.com, go to the real estate deal page and check out the audio archives. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about curb appeal in the fall and winter time. So one thing that I think is that curb appeal during this time is really critical and a huge thing. I mean, especially if you're going to, you know, list your house for sale, um, because it means a lot. And I think that it's so critical because, you know, you spend so much time probably because it's so much nicer out in the spring and summer, you know, making the front of the house look nice with flowers and all those different types of things. But then, you know, those flowers and stuff, they die off and trees lose leaves. There's not much there that's like boosting um your curb appeal so you know it's important to really think about you know how your house will look year round and so like when the leaves fall you know is there something that's going to be there so like do you have any kind of maybe evergreen plants whether it's bushes shrubs or uh, trees out front that'll still add color and then as the seasons change you know, is there anything that will still bring some appeal um, to the front of your house? Like, you know, do you have anything that may be, um, uh, what's that plant called? Oh, winter berries that you can put out there um, that will, you know, have the bright red berry um, that's really, I think is really attractive in the winter months. And, you know, especially it looks good when it snows. Um, so you want to think about all those things because sometimes, you know, house can like super nice in spring and summer with all the flowers and everything and then when it comes to the fall and the winter when things are dying off and leaves are disappearing uh you know house can really kind of maybe look a little mm, drab and like kind of dead itself so you want to make sure that you're thinking about those things and obviously you know you want to put things in place before it gets to be that time um, this is really, I think, super important as well if you have your house for sale um, during this time. You know, already foot traffic is typically reduced because of the weather. But, you know, you want to make sure that in that smaller amount of foot traffic that you do stand out and that you still are providing a product, which is the house, right, to potential buyers that will draw them in and make them interested. Because, you know, if you think about it, I think... The way that I kind of think about it is that when I go to a house, I want to have a feeling there, right? Like I want to feel like I go to a house that has like this nice fireplace with this like cozy area around it. Like, oh yeah, like I have this feeling like I want to, you know, live here and sit in front of this fireplace when it's cold outside. Uh, so like that kind of feeling. So, you know, you want to have, maybe create that feeling with the curb appeal of like, oh yeah, like this house is really nice. You know, I would love to have like friends and family over during the holidays um, and have them pull into this driveway 
and walk up to this front door because it looks it looks so great like i would be so happy to have them so like that's the kind of feeling that you want to make buyers have because that'll draw them in and if they can put themselves in their mind in the house whatever part of the house may be then that's going to push them closer and closer to making that decision to buy that property so that's why it's so important not only for the curb appeal but then also on the inside for staging and all those different types of things because you want to make it feel like they want to be there and they can picture themselves there that's one of the reasons too like why people say and you know staging tips and articles and everything will say you know remove any personal things of the seller right don't have any personal photos or anything like that because you don't want that to be like ah, oh, like somebody still lives here like i can't necessarily feel myself living here yet you want the buyer to like walk in and just be like oh yeah like this feels like the place for me because whatever the case may be you know some things also to do that will still stand out um during these months are one thing is to paint the front door and this is year round um can have a big change on the house because if you think about it pretty much every house one of the focal points of the house is the front door um so there's a real opportunity there especially since most front doors are easy to paint there's a real opportunity there to change the look of the house with little cost and little work by just painting the front door um, and creating some type of contrast there, depending on the style of the house, can definitely make a huge difference um, and really draw the eye to the front door. And you know, you want to do that because then it kind of draws people in to want to come into that door and you know come inside the house. And that's what you want, obviously. You want to bring potential buyers into your house. Um, and also you want your house to be inviting as well, um, just for guests. Uh, so one color that's really popular right now, uh, with front doors are black front doors. So, you know, but definitely you want to make sure that you make it a color that's going to be, it's going to stand out, it's going to pop, but it's not also going to be over the top. Um, so like I've seen some houses where they've done like, uh, this bright, purple door or something like that and it's just totally you know it's just totally kind of goes against the rest of the house and doesn't really make sense and in some cases it does make sense but you have to make sure that you're you're being um careful about your choice of color and make sure that it's the right color and i think you know the thing too is like you can always repaint your front door obviously you don't want to paint it too many times um but you want to make sure that you're choosing the right color and you know i see actually i saw a house the other day uh, this made me think of it and I forget where I was I was somewhere I think I was in Mount Holly and anyway this house was painted this blue color and it was not like a small house it was big house it was like on the corner and it's this bright bright blue and it seemed almost like I could tell what kind of look they were going for with the house, but they just chose like the wrong shade of blue. And it just didn't look, it just didn't look that great. And I think it was a mistake. So that's why I say, you know, it's very important to be careful with the color that you choose and make sure that it's the right like tone and shade um, for the house and not something that looks kind of like 
uh, you know, you bought the color because it was on sale or something like that. It's definitely an important thing. Uh, another thing that you can do is add some dramatic lighting. So you can add some different type of lighting to the front of your house. Um, you know, the one thing is that we have more darkness during this time as well. So adding lighting to the house to kind of make it more appealing, whether it's front porch lighting or, you know, sconces or path lighting or even some kind of uplighting against the side of the house, uh, which I really like uplighting. I think I said that on the show before, um, but I'm a big fan. And or even uplighting like your trees that have lost their leaves. Uh, that can really add a different type of look at night. And now not only is it appealing to the eye, um, but you're also now highlighting that property um, at night when it's for sale. Um, so now you're kind of getting more people to see it too, because now they can see it at night and they realize it is for sale and they say, oh, like that, you know, it looks pretty good. I'll lit up like that. So, uh, so definitely want to look at that. And there's lots of different ways to do that um, inexpensively as well, because there's so many different lights that are solar powered um, that don't require any wiring or anything like that, um, all different types of things. Uh, another thing that you can do is your railing. So if you have like a front porch um, or even just a short railing for a couple steps up to your front door, uh, you can swap them out for something a little more modern or more unique, uh, or you could even just paint them, paint them a different color, um, something that will go along maybe or totally contrast with your front door, um, whatever the case may be and whatever looks the best. Um, but that's definitely something that you can do as well. Um, you can even take, you know, some type of existing railing and rework it into a different design or pattern. Um, you can get creative. Um, but those are just a couple of the things that you can do to make a difference and a quick difference, um, but also something that's noticeable um, at this time of year when, you know, there's not other things like flowers and things of that nature to kind of detract from those things. And you really just have the house itself to focus on. Um, so I'm curious to hear, you know, anything that you have done in terms of uh, curb appeal changes, email me real estate deal at rider.edu. We're going to head into our last break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group, and also Coldwell Banker, Shiavoni and Associates. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times, because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019. Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We are live from the Colonies Public House Studios at Rhino University, and you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. Um, there will be posting some links to some of the topics discussed today um, for a little more information and, of course, for some uh, design inspo as well for that curb appeal information. Um, so definitely check us out there, facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. 
And as a reminder, you can listen to any episode of The Real Estate Deal ever. Just go to 1077thebronc.com and head to the Real Estate Deal page and check out the audio archives. Um, there you can find every episode and you can share it with your friends, share it with your family, or just listen to all of them yourself. Um, especially if you're just listening to the show for the first time. Thank you and welcome. Uh, so we're going to talk about our last topic of the day. Uh, kind of in line with our topic from the last segment. Uh, this is talking about design trends heading into 2020. Um, so I think this is always interesting to look at. Um, and kind of see how things change from year to year uh, because, you know, you see things that start to kind of come into houses and, you know, I kind of see it happening. One of the ones that I'm going to talk about here is kind of a, a good example of that where you see it kind of start to trickle into houses here and there. People are like unsure of how they feel about it. And then all of a sudden it's like one of the, top design trends like the next year or two years from then. Um, so it's really interesting, I guess, to see how that happens and how like tastes change um, and all those different types of things. So so one of the design trends that uh, is being seen heading into 2020 is of course around uh, kitchen cabinets. And I think this is pretty interesting because, you know, kitchen cabinets, I think for a while the trend was really like um really like uh wood look and you know detailed and kind of like the modern farmhouse look I guess uh you know a la Joanna Gaines and uh I can't think of the name of that show right now but that big show that was on HGTV um with Chip and uh Joanna so you know, they did a lot of modern farmhouse. And I think that, you know, that was like a huge, huge trend, definitely. But it's interesting to see that now they're saying that this trend going into 2020 is going to be high gloss, flat panel kitchen cabinets, meaning that the cabinet itself, the door is just a flat panel. Um, so there's like no detail to it whatsoever. Um, but it has a high gloss finish. Um, and that's like, I think way different because if you look at most modern kitchens, you don't really see a high gloss finish. Um, you see like a, almost like a matte finish um, or just like a regular painted finish and, or obviously wood um, finished as well. But the high gloss flat panel um, is definitely more of a modern contemporary look. Um, and you know, one thing about it is it kind of gives like a recessed look. Um, it's definitely a clean line um, flat look. Um, and it's, I guess it's like, so, so plain that it's different in a way, if that's any way to put it. Um, but you know, I think it's interesting because, you know, this is one of the, you know, if you're familiar with Ikea kitchen cabinets at all, um, they've had these high gloss flat panel cabinets for quite some time. And I know, I remember going to Ikea with, you know, a couple of different people and they're saying like, like, oh, like, I don't think I would ever like put this in my kitchen or anything like that. It's just kind of like a little too out there, but now it's becoming one of the top design trends for next year. So, so it'd be interesting to see how, um, that gets, uh, adopted and how, how those tastes change and those things. Um, so staying in the kitchen, another design trend 
um, is the kitchen hood. And I've been seeing this definitely as people are changing out their kitchens um, or, go, or going into homes and showing homes that uh, have upgraded kitchens. You know, the kitchen hood, which is the uh, vent hood basically over the stove, is becoming like the ultimate focal point in the kitchen. I would say like it's becoming, you know, such a focal point. It's almost like becoming a work of art within the kitchen. And, you know, there's people out there that do these custom kitchen hoods and do them out of all different kinds of materials and colors and um, you name it. And it's probably out there or if it's not out there, um, it could be made like so I've seen them. You know, obviously stainless steel that comes from manufacturers or there's copper ones, there's wooden ones that match the cabinets um, that are like very ornate. There's uh, all different kinds, um, brass ones, metal ones that have brass trim or gold trim, uh, lots of different things. And, you know, obviously they, they serve a purpose, um, but they're becoming more and more just like this focal point of the kitchen and uh i forget what it was it was i forget whether i saw this on instagram or if it was on a tv show but um this person anyway like they were spending like this crazy amount of money just on the kitchen hood custom and it was like this huge deal to them it was like the most important thing in the kitchen um because of the way it looked and i will say that like it seemed crazy at first when they're talking about it but when they put it in it made such a big difference in the kitchen. So, you know, it's definitely something to think about uh, if you're looking at redoing your kitchen because, you know, for so long, uh, you know, the trend or basically what was done is the microwave was being put above the stove and you'd have the microwave with the built-in vent hood in it, which I have um, in my kitchen. But now people are looking to have those kitchen hoods and have that different focal point in the kitchen to really make uh, a difference in the look and kind of have like a central um, point to look at in the room. Um, and even like where it's being placed in the room is making sure that, you know, the eye kind of gets drawn to it and that becomes like the center of the kitchen and like where you're looking at. Um, similar to like a a fireplace when you go into a room that has a fireplace that becomes kind of the focal point of the room uh, so definitely something to think about when you are looking at redoing your kitchen um, because it's so becoming so popular and um, you know people are kind of looking for that it would definitely make a difference in your kitchen um, and definitely keep it on trend I would say so another decorating trend or design trend that we're gonna see um, and definitely have already been seeing is decorating the what they're calling the fifth wall which is the ceiling um, and one of the big things that they're doing is wooden beams um, on the ceiling and it's this is actually interesting because I think wooden beams were something that for a little while was kind of like dated and um, uh, people didn't like them and can we get rid of the wooden beams or are they necessary? Um, but now people are embracing them and I think they're seeing different ways and this is probably I guess 
a credit to like Instagram and Pinterest and HGTV by showing different ways that you can deal with wooden beams and kind of finish them or make them a different type of look that's actually making them more attractive and making them accentuate um, the room a little more uh, and definitely adding some interest to your house as well. Um, so where wooden beams kind of make the biggest impact is probably rooms that have a higher ceiling because it kind of accentuates that height of the room um, and it doesn't make it look like such a such a big tall empty room because you end up having like a big empty space at the top there um, depending on the height of the room um, you probably would not want to do wooden beams on a not so high um, ceiling uh, because it could potentially make the room feel a little more closed off than it already is um, but it's definitely something to look at and you can do like all kinds of faux wooden beams there's so much stuff online on how to do something like that um, even if it's like not in the house already like uh, existing in the house you can make fake ones and um, nobody would even know so definitely check that out um, one other thing which I can't say that I'm really a fan of are uh, brass accents. Um, so brass accents like using brass faucets or brass um, cabinet knobs or door pulls, door pulls, um, or even like some brass um, accents on a kitchen hood or something. Um, so brass accents, but using contrasting main color, but like a dark um, contrasting main color. So a lot of people are doing like a black kitchen cabinets with uh, brass hardware and things of that nature and even in um, bathrooms as well i've been seeing a lot of brass fixtures too um i can't say personally that i like the brass so much um, i do like the look um occasionally um, but i don't think it's something that i would do um so anyway those are some design trends as we head into 2020 uh, we got to wrap up the show right now. So thank you to our underwriters, as always, Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group and Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates. And then we'll be back next week with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. Mortgage Plus Technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx.